It is my distinct privilege and honor to be able to sign Senate Bill 739 into law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. That was Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin today signing the bill SB 739 making all school mask mandates illegal. That was awesome. And he gave the pen to a little girl who was suspended nine times uh, for not wearing a mask uh, in school. So congratulations to Youngkin. Uh, congratulations to uh, the moms and dads who came out and voted for a Republican in a blue state. Uh, you got what you wanted. And so uh, the mask mandate, such that it even exists now in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 75% of the country has already moved on. They don't have masks, and boy, am I jealous. Um, so, but hey, listen, you know, here in Virginia, I know we were, we were actually, Virginia was probably one of the first to shut down the last one of the last to open. Um, and now here we are two years later, we're finally, um, going to be mask free completely, even in our schools on March the 1st, of course, not mask free. I mean, you can choose to wear one if you like. Um, my daughters are too pretty to be wearing masks. So that's just my own personal opinion. Um, but congratulations to uh, Virginia. Congrat- congratulations to Glenn Youngkin. Uh, now, don't mess it up, Glenn. We don't want Dan Snyder to get a football stadium in Virginia. That's not what I want my tax dollars to go to. I know they're eyeing Virginia. Don't uh, take one step forward, two steps back with uh, Dan Snyder. Anyway, welcome everyone to the For America show for today, February the 16th, Wednesday. Um, now, I think it... <laughs> I think we kind of know what it's like to have democracy kind of surrounded, right? Um, To our south, we're kind of surrounded by the enemy, surrounded by evil right now. To our south, supposedly our southern border, as many Texas public officials will tell you, and New Mexican public officials, but particularly Texas guys, um, they'll tell you that the cartels have operational control over the border. Uh, so we don't. The United States does not. And uh, this yesterday from Bill McLuhan at Fox, who's just been terrific covering illegal immigration, illegal migration into the United States. Per CPB source, in roughly the last 30 days, the Del Rio sector Border Patrol, that's in Texas, has seen a huge surge with over 35,000 Migrant encounters. Those are just encounters, right? Those aren't just people who snuck away and got away. The gotaways, as we like, as they like to call them. Um, a huge surge with over thirty-five thousand migrant encounters, compared to just over eleven thousand in January of twenty twenty-one. So that's right as Biden came into office, right? So that reflects a year-over-year comparisons: thirty-five thousand versus eleven thousand. In migrant encounters in that particular sector, that reflects you know the change in policy from Trump to Biden about what to do with the border. He continued, uh, the sector numbers are up over 200%, and overall fiscal year 2022 is already smashing record-setting 
fiscal year 2021. If you now, if you want to look at December, December 21, 2021 versus uh, December of 2020, again, Biden's policies versus Trump policies. This is all according to the Customs and Border Patrol. 33,000 in December of 2021 versus 9,200 um, with Trump. Uh, so that's uh, more than tripling of the figure. Um, just totally uns- unsustainable um, in the uh, on the southern border. And so now you've got all these right censorship issues. Last week was uh, Joe Rogan, supposedly this dangerous, dangerous comedian with a podcast, armed with a podcast. Um, but look at this CPB report, Customs and Border Patrol. And you, now you wonder, anyone, anyone on Facebook, anyone on Twitter, any of these social media companies want to censor the following? This is from uh, a U.S. Customs and Border Protection report dated February the 9th. Quote, smugglers utilize social media to recruit minors. Uh, RGV agents, those are Rio Grande Valley agents, have encountered more than 137,000 migrants between October 1 and December 31, 2021, which is a 163% increase over the same reporting period of the previous year. With an increase in illicit activity, TCOs require more manpower to carry out their operations. Social media has become an avenue for human smugglers to target juvenile drivers. They are being lured, TCOs, transnational criminal organizations. That's how CPP describes them, TCOs, transnational criminal organizations. Uh, social media has become an avenue for human smugglers to target juvenile drivers. TCOs are luring minors to smuggle migrants across border towns in the Rio Grande and into the U.S. interior with the promise of fast cash, basically telling kids who can't drive to go take truck fulls, van fulls of illegals across the border with the promise of money at the other end. TCOs convince juvenile drivers that they will not face the same consequences as adults if apprehended or that law enforcement will disengage a pursuit if dangerous conditions are present. The result, you can imagine... Is an increase is an increase in erratic driving by inexperienced drivers, often observed exceeding posted speed limits and driving against oncoming traffic. Well, isn't that just a peach, right? You've got kids who can barely you know see over the wheel, hauling vanfuls of illegals, uh, all orchestrated by the cartels, and all organized on social media, uh, and this is. You know, not me complaining. This is U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Uh, the use of social media, quote, the use of social media has allowed local smugglers to expand their network's reach. New recruits are not only from the Rio Grande Valley. Authorities have arrested drivers from San Antonio, Houston, and other areas, some as young as 13 years old. So these kids within the interior of the United States are seeing social media postings. It's probably WhatsApp um, or, or Facebook Messenger, which, you know, what's it, that's the international, very popular international bilingual uh, message platform that they use. It's probably that. 
And these cartels are recruiting, you know, young kids, probably relatives of cartel members, if I, if I had to guess, to come down to the border from San Antonio, from Houston, from the Rio Grande Valley, come down to the border, meet a truckload of illegals, and are told to just giddy on up and go. And get as far north into into the interior of the United States as possible. Now, these transnational criminal organizations are using social media. Now, you're supposed to tell me, I'm supposed to take Spotify's, Twitter's, Facebook's censorship, CNN's call for censorship, MSNBC's calls for censorship. I'm supposed to take that stuff seriously? You guys kidding me? When those same platforms are being used by drug cartels to convince kids to smuggle human beings, probably young girls too, into the United States illegally? I'm supposed to take this, you know, this BS seriously about a comedian who owns a podcast has a has a different opinion about what he puts into his body and what he doesn't. I'm supposed to take your chatter uh, about about how you know Joe Rogan might be killing somebody because he got prescribed some ivermectin, or that someone would prefer monoclonal antibodies to a so-called vaccine. It's bullshit. In a word, it's bullshit. And... It's just straight-up censorship for political purposes. Meanwhile, the government of the United States is saying that criminal activity is being coordinated on social. Now, I said at the top that we were surrounded. This guy to the north, Trudeau, um, unbelievable declarations yesterday with regards to the Emergencies Act that they're instituting. Um, Along with his Deputy Prime Minister, Christia Freeland, which was kind of an ironic name, seeing as nothing about Freeland's declaration is free, uh, and it's not a free land, um, should be known as Christia new broad authority. Here was Trudeau during his campaign days. You wonder how this comes about. Like it just doesn't like he doesn't wake up and say, Oh, you know, I'm tired of the horns, right? He loves dictators. Listen to this. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh admiration I actually have for China. Um because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, that I find quite interesting. Even with the that I actually have for China. Um, because their... You know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their... Their basic dictatorship is allowing them. I mean, you've got to be uh, a special kind of stupid if 
China is the government that you most admire. And to twist it in such a way. Right? I mean, the Chinese government <laughs> brutalizes its citizens. Uh, kills millions of people. And captures at a minimum. And and your gut instinct is to say that you admire their ability. It gives them the flexibility to do what they want. Their dictatorship gives them the flexibility. Come on. He just woke up one day and decided, I just don't like all the, the horn hawking. No, he's, he's been looking for an excuse to do this. He's been looking for an excuse to become a dictator. And, uh, you know, the truckers may have given it to him, even though I believe wholeheartedly in what the truckers are doing. And even if, they, even if the truckers stood down today, uh, they did more to advance the cause of freedom in Canada than just about anybody in the last 20 years. And uh, we owe them a debt of gratitude particularly um, how that their promotion of freedom has spread down into the United States. Um, now, this his deputy, she's a piece of work, Christia Freeland. Now, look how she describes where she got the authority to do this. ...with anyone involved in the illegal blockades and report to the RCMP or CSIS. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. In doing so, they will be protected against civil liability for actions taken in good faith. Federal government institutions will have a new broad authority to share relevant information with banks and other financial service providers. Federal government institutions will have a new broad authority, just like that. Just at the snap of their fingers. Pretty scary. This is what, why people don't put their money in banks. Uh, when governments have rules like those, that they'll have new broad authority to let government officials know what's in people's bank accounts, I'd be pulling out of my bank. I would have done it yesterday. Gone straight cash. And that's just absurd. So you get the sense that we're just kind of surrounded, right, to our left or to our south. Oceans to our left and right. Cartels to our south. And uh, and a dictatorship to our north. But there is some hope. Um, I saw Don Jr.'s tweet yesterday about Truth Social. Like, I don't know if that's going to be good. Um, I, I think I'm, we're, I think we're going to have an opportunity to uh, take it for a test drive here in a couple weeks. Um, if it's good. You're going to see a, I mean, by good, I mean, you can embed your posts onto other websites. Um, it's easily searchable. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's easy to use. It's a user experience, good user experience. Um, you're going to see a total, I mean, it's already kind of happened already with the complete ratings collapse of regular media. 
but you're going to see a complete divide between sort of left-wingers on Twitter, your apolitical people on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook's, I think, kind of dying. Uh, But your apolitical just want to be entertained and watch uh, videos all day long on Instagram and TikTok. But your political, your the, you know those people that care about consuming information. You know, Twitter's just made it a place where it's just impossible. To, if you're a conservative, it's just impossible to enjoy it. You only have to you only use it as a as a necessary evil because it is so easy to use, and you can consume so much information so quickly. So if Truth Social can can replicate can replicate that, and it's still fun. You're just going to see a complete dividing line. You're going to see two different information ecosystems. Those on the right and those on the left. The left on Twitter, the right on truth. Um, That's where that puts the country. I'm not really sure. I'm not not really sure that I care. Because I know there's more of us than there are of them. Uh, that's, That's the real encouraging part. Donald Trump can make his new platform fun easy to use, accessible and embeddable on other places. They want to consume and engage with information in friendlier confines. Now, Parler promised that, but it, it aesthetically it flunked. Um, not very easy to use. Couldn't see what other people were doing very easily. Um, Getter, kind of the same thing. Um... And I think the follower counts on Getter are a little, are a little uh, over-exaggerated. That's okay. Because I know, as like Rogan said, you kind of just, what appears to be your Getter following is nothing, is really kind of your Twitter following. Um, so that's kind of a weird way that they've done it that way. But um, it's not the easiest to use, and it kind of clunks out on you. So if it's... If it if Trump's thing is technically sound, um, yeah, people are going to go gravitate toward the, the sandbox that's friendlier to them. Now you you'll miss sort of the rough and tumble of Twitter, but you know what? We could use a break from each other. <laughs> that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, these guys are some of these Twitter guys are just not are just uh, intolerable, just intolerable. And so, I mean, you've got, I'm not very good at Twitter. I can coach it okay. I'm not very good at it. Um, But the accounts that are good at it, you can just tell they're all complaining that they're all going to get shut down. They know it. So why bother? Right? And these, these accounts are driving narratives throughout the right and the left, but, you know, they're, they're changing narratives for the country because they're so popular. And the same thing happened with Facebook, right? Um, you know, Shapiro and Bongino and the four Americas, we get good at Facebook, so they just come after us. Um, you give us an equal playing field, we'll smoke you. We'll just kick your tail in. Just give us an equal playing field. Compete. Don't censor. Compete. But they can't do that sort of thing. So I'm jazzed about what ha- what might happen with the true social guys, but it does feel sometimes that you're kind of surrounded um, and I don't want to overstate the importance of a, uh, 
so you know a social network. But if this platform that Trump is creating, you know, hits hits it out of the park, um, there's an opportunity for not just to have some fun, not just to be able to express your views without being censured, um, but to be a a beacon for our way of life throughout the world.